everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> This is John Hennigan. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Show with our longtime buddy, Don Kent. What's up, Don? Well, we're going to do a little exploration of the works of Joe McCoy, Kansas Joe to Memphis Many. Right. And we're going to play some probably little-known songs of his, but we're going to start out playing his most famous song, which is When the Levee Breaks. But I should warn you that any relation between this and Led Zeppelin is purely coincidental. Okay. Thank you. 
All right, I'm, I'm going to ramble just a little bit about Joe McCoy, who was born in 1905. And somewhere in the teens, he and Charlie McCoy, and I think probably Walter Vinson, too, who was on the same plantation and went very close to it, all learned from uh, Mississippi Caldwell Bracey. They all recorded some kind of variation of the songs that he made. And in some instances, they recorded them before Bracey did. But I think... Oh. He was supposedly born in the eight, early in the mid 1890s, so he was probably like maybe 20 years old. And these guys were, you know, barely into their teens. Right. But I think he in, he was a profound influence on them, and I wish we knew more about it, because Joe McCoy also did a lot of songs that were kind of like Jackson oriented, besides being, you know, being in Memphis for a considerable length of time when he was a young man. Anyway, so we'll go on. I think everybody knows that Joe is playing the bass on all the duet sides, but by himself he was a now. What you're guitar. talking about is with Memphis Mini, because I don't, you know, I don't know how, how many people who are non-guitar players know that kind of stuff. Well, like on that, what we just heard, he's playing the bass. He's playing the Memphis bass. Memphis Mini doing all the leads. Yeah, he does like the every the walking bass line. That yeah, he does that on every duet. Right. It's he, always Memphis Minnie playing the lead. Playing the lead. Right. But this is what he sounds like when he's playing by himself, among other things. Okay. Uh, something going to happen. Which he probably... It sounds very Memphis-oriented. See if it reminds you of anybody. I don't think everybody knows about this record. They do now. Be 
one of these mornings you go jump and shout Oh, the jailhouse door and you come walking out crying Something bad now, sure gonna happen to you That's when I've done everything our poor boy could do I used to have so many women I didn't know who I loved Used to gang round me like the Angela Bull crying Something bad now, sure gonna happen to you That's when I've done everything a boy could do Man, that's great. It's a good record, no question about it. Oh, it's incredible. So you were saying that that sounds very similar to uh, Garfield Acres. Yeah, I'm sure that the, the arrangement is sort of, you know, kind of like Acres. Now let's go to... Uh, it does. Sh it, it, it also kind of shows you the contrast between those two that, you know, because a lot of guys can't really play rhythm, you know. Yeah, no one It shows you he, he was willing to really hold back and just do the rhythm with Minnie because... Uh, wasn't like he couldn't do it. <laughs> no, no, and he, you know, he's a good singer. Oh, he's a great singer. Well, he's, he's a real good singer. I don't know about, I guess he's close to great. He did some masterpieces, which I certainly, certainly, uh, nothing to sneer at. In fact, this was one of the records he made on his own very early, which is close to a great record because it's, well, you should be familiar with it. Okay. Let's see what you got. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, for our listeners at home. Wow, look how clean that is, too. You're a good boy, Mr. Kemp. Mm. You're a very good boy. I've been a good boy, and I got it early. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, I want an awful bad. I want it, I want it, I want it, awful bad, I want it, I want it, awful bad, you get mad, I'ma call your name, you never just back get that thing, I want it, I want it. Awful bad. You wore your dresses above your knees. You stirred your jelly to rule you please. I want it. I want it. Awful bad. I got something to ask you. I don't got scared. I got to wait now. I go to bed. I want it, I want it, awful bad. I call you this morning, about half past one, you told me. That you was done. I want it. I want it. Awful bad. I call you this morning. About half past five. You turn it over. 
If I like a child, I want it. I want it. I know you want it. Awful bad. I caught it this morning. About half past six. You told me it was out of fix. I want it. I want it. Awful bad. I got something to ask you. Don't you get mad. I want you to give me something I ain't never had. I want it. I want it. Awful bad. Look pretty, mama. What you done now? Don't squirt my lemon. How much you to run? I want it. I want it. Awful bad. Wow, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, you know you should play the other side, which is a straight blues, but it's one of the few records that Kansas Joe did without many in in about. A this is this is vocalion. So this is what like 1927. No, it's 19. It's 1929, I believe. 1929. Yeah, but it was after the Columbia's, but before. And who was that with him? Jed Davenport. Oh, okay. Now that you say it, yeah, I could recognize yeah, that not only the harmonica, but the voice even. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll play the other side, which is also good blues. Mr. Devil Blues. Yeah. And then what we just heard was another great version of How Long. It is, but, you know, yeah. you would you would have to think hard to realize that. Well, it's the same melody. Yeah, it's the same melody. Eight-bar eight bar blues. But it's done, you know, with, with such Oh, it's a, one of the best versions I ever heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I come here to chain you down Good morning, Mr. Devil I come here to chain you down Every time I move You got my rider down You's a mean old devil Call me to weep and moan Use a mean old devil, call me to weep and moan. Call me to leave my family and my happy home. I brought my chain to lock it around your waist. I brought my chain to lock it around your waist. Every time I get a woman, you get all in my way. I wouldn't been here, had not been for you. I wouldn't been here, had not been for you. Now you got me here now, that's the way you do. I was at home 
doing very well I was at home doing very well Now you got me here now And I'm catching hell Now look Mr. Devil See what you done done Now look Mr. Devil See what you done done You done rake my family For me to leave my happy home I'm gonna write a letter now Gonna mail it in the house I'm gonna write a letter, gonna mail it in the house. I'm gonna ask Dr. Jesus if the devil ever been there. I'm gonna ask Dr. Jesus. Jeez. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a good record, too. Really good. Yeah. It, it lacks the novelty of I want it awful bad, but it's a decent, it shows you what. McCoy could do if he, when he had the chance. Of course, luckily he did a whole bunch of things for Decca. Yeah. And yeah. now I should say that I didn't bring any of his uh, washboard bands because they're kind of Chicago oriented. They don't reflect like the early part, you know, the old time songs that he was do doing. Like he did Cherry Ball, for example. Right. Which. Mississippi Bracey did before Skip James, uh, but his version is sort of like the the least of the three, uh, and the, but they're all different. They just have the same opening verse and some maybe some verses in common, but the the delivery is much different in, in each case. Yeah. Anyway, now we're going to go to Memphis Many Days, and. We'll start out with one of their duets, one of their better duets. Not a hokum duet, but actually a real blues, a real hard-ass record. This is 1929 also? No, it's in 1930. 1930. Somebody's got to help you. Really gonna 
Saying, I mean, you hardly ever hear him play straight blues like that. Yeah, I know. Well, the other maybe in D. I don't know. I got to figure. I got to figure, figure that it out. out. I mean, it's not in Spanish, but she usually plays in. Anyway, the other side's a great side too, which we'll get to on a Memphis mini show. Okay. Uh, yeah, we have to do a Memphis mini show. This is this is astounding. Oh yeah, Tristan you know, walking. You know That's that. amazing. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple things I can contribute to a Memphis mini show. Good. You got Drunken Barrel House? Yeah. In good shape? Yeah, pretty good shape. Oh, man. that's good. Cause I've had like... Not quite as clean as some of these, but it's at least D-minus. You can play either side of that. Whichever one strikes your fancy. Okay. Oh, they both sound good. I guess I'll play this one. I, I'm going to play this one because it has the it's sample <laughs> not for sale on it. <coughs> Somehow it eventually got for sale. Yeah, it did. Through Bob Altula. This is a... Uh, wild about my stuff. <laughs> so this is also Joe with Minnie and this is probably yeah. 1930 again? 1930, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it might even be 1931. Let me see. Yeah, I think it's 1931. Well, let me see. 16. Oh, wrong. Uh, no, it's probably 1930. <coughs> Late 1930. All right, here we go. My chicken is dressed mighty fine Can't get me chicken, take dressing for mine I'm wild about myself I'm wild about myself I'm wild about myself Don't care what she do Went to the hen house, looked on the roof Looking for myself, but it wasn't no use I'm wild about myself I'm wild about myself I'm wild about myself, don't care what she do. 
Take a boat from Strix, I'm a Lambert six. Wouldn't mind going, but my mama's sick. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. Don't care what she do. All my stuff. I'm wild about myself. You can do your whistle, you can ring your bell. Though you've been wildin' by the way you smell. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. Don't care what you do. Good stuff, good stuff is hard to find. Kill my daddy, run my mama blind. But I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. Don't care what she do. I'm grown, good, don't play it after me. Got good stuff and it's all I need. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. Don't care what you do. Listen, boys, don't mean no harm. Go ahead on, let me suffer alone. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. Don't care what you do. Now anybody at you who's song to song, Kansas Joe been here and gone. He wild about himself. He wild about himself. He wild about himself. Don't care what she do. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. I'm wild about myself. Don't care what she do. That was great. Well, you can play the other side too. Okay, that was in the key of G. Yeah. Just uh, standard G. Standard G. This is bothering that thing. Probably in G also. Went to my door, my door was locked. They was violin that thing. They was violin that thing. They just can't stop bothering you about the thing. Old lady down, sitting on a rock, raising her hand, trying to shave that knot. She been bothering that thing. She been bothering that thing. She just can't stop bothering you by the thing. My old lady ought to be shamed. She kept the watch and gave me the chain. She loved to bother that thing. She loved to bother that thing. She just can't stop bothering you. By the thing 
bicycle, Papa got the tub, brother got mad cause he won't let him rub. He loved to bother that thing, he loved to bother that thing. He just can't stop bothering you by the thing. Started to the station, catch the train. Got that too late from bothering that thing. I love to bother that thing. I love to bother that thing. I just can't stop bothering you by the thing. Went to the doctor, the doctor said, Bothering that thing is going to kill you dead. I love to bother that thing. I love to bother that thing. I just can't stop bothering you by the thing. Better than I remembered. That was great, huh? Yeah, I was. And that's um, Memphis Mini flat picking there. Yeah. Which he did sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can hear the difference just in the way the right hand like strums the chords, you know. Yeah. She does it like on levy breaks, and she does it on that. But yeah. Man, what what guitar playing there? That's a great guitar duet. But I have one. Let's have another great guitar duet, okay? Yeah, why not? Man, that that's a box of vocalions, man. Sure is. Oh, picking the blues. What is this? This is uh, on a Mexican label? No. Why? Because it's got in, in Mexican uh, subtitles? Yeah. No, they did that a lot. Because they sold them directly to Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. So Where that's the that's the standard American label with Mexican subtitles? Yes. I didn't realize that. It says, uh, Coglindo Los Blues. Picking the blues. Well... What they did, they didn't sell everything in Mexico. What happened is like that uh, when guitar duets, which Mexicans were very fond of, often found their way onto uh, Mexican series, but I think Bocanon just subtitled them. No kidding. Yeah. Same thing on the other side. Vamos a la coldad. It's some bad Spanish there. But yeah, well, they didn't have, you know, good translators, I guess. <laughs> When I, li- when I lived on Avenue C, I, I, I knew how to get an egg sandwich and coffee. Yeah? Even with my bad pr- pronunciation, I always get my egg sandwich and coffee. The best okay. I can do. Uno taza un cafe. de cafe. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Nothing else, you, c- you could just point. You, I, you'll I, get there, I used buddy. to ask all my clients for a cup of coffee when I came when I was a social worker. Oh, yeah. Uno taza de cafe. Oh, so you learned it all in different languages? No, I learned just enough to... Ask for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I knew some other, you know, some phrases, but I never learned Spanish, even though I tried to learn it. Never got very fluent with it. Learned all the swear words, though. <laughs> Grande culo.
Wow, that's great. Too bad Mindy didn't play more bottleneck. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, she's good. That's really sweet. Yeah. She's like one of the... Why don't you play the other side, okay. too? As long as we got it. Let's go to town. I mean, Minnie's just... Amazing. Just amazing. And I'll one tell you what. Absolute best ever. They're such a great guitar duet. I, I never quite realized... I always thought Kansas Joe was just doing bass lines, but he does a lot no, more. No, he plays a lot on those duets. And yeah. That's, that's kind of what I meant on the... You know what a great accompanist was because when they're playing a song he can just play that straight bass line because you know you got vocal and minis yeah. lead but in other times i mean oh god like that the somebody got between to help the two of them is incredible i you know, know. like the best yeah, they're, they're they're up there yeah they're when you there. listen to it you're you know it's they recorded so much and really not a bad record but i mean it's just easy to forget how great these records are i, I mean I, i'm beginning to realize of all yeah. time yeah listening to these all these kansas joes you know my opinion of them is getting has you know yeah, risen I, the same things happening to me that's why i love doing these shows you know because sometimes you just don't sit down and listen to s something like a guy like kansas joe just back to back all his great records yeah and you do really hit you like yeah God. yeah well he's a, he, I, I always thought he was like very underrated and now yeah. i realize i even underrated him. yeah and even memphis mini who is considered one of the greats is even still underrated i think you know well. i mean you hear all the different ways they play like you know different styles different yeah. level it's not just they don't just have a couple of bits that they're doing over and over again they mm -hmm. can play blues they can play hokum they can play just about anything and then just the, the the intensity and the beauty of those uh, instrumentals, the melodies. Matt, yeah. I'll stop talking. We'll just listen to it. But yeah. it's incredible. This is entirely different too. Cool.
That's simply man. amazing. It's unbelievable. Oh man, both of them. Unbelievable. And you know, also like I, I, I want to ask you because maybe you know, but like when I hear that that Memphis, uh, that Kansas Joe baseline, mm-hmm. you know, you can't help but notice that that's pretty much the uh, foundation of what becomes rock and roll. Well, yeah. Well, and and have you heard anybody play it like as clear as that before him? No, the I'll I mean, the jo- I'm just talking about the doom, 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 The only one. Well, I mean, you have to wait. Becomes rock and roll. Yeah, you have to wait until Charlie McCoy plays like that. Late years later, Johnny Temple. You know, he really does the first boogie bass before Robert Johnson. Uh, but I'm talking before these records. No, I know there's nothing before. That doesn't these mean records. no any. That doesn't mean somebody else wasn't playing that way. But it, still, the, it, the only it, people got it. It's record. the first ones on record, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's play "Evil Devil Woman." Okay, go back to Joe McCoy's roots. I don't know how why he decided to do this five years after Skip James. Maybe it would an answer to answer. Uh, let's see if Johnny Temple. So this is there. 1933. 34. 34. Yeah, and let's see, when did Johnny Temple do his? I think Johnny Temple did his afterwards. I would think that would have been after, right? That came out on like a gold and black vocalion. Yeah. It's also great. Yeah. So yeah, for, for those who don't know, this is, this is essentially uh, Joe McCoy's version of Devil Got My Woman. Yes, he doesn't play anything like James, but he has Charlie on it, which makes up for a lot. Yeah, this is Charlie McCoy. Charlie McCoy playing a second guitar. Yeah. Surprised he didn't record as much with Charlie in a way, right? But well, he did. I guess at these sessions he did. Yeah, he did three songs with Charlie here. He did a a few. And what was Charlie doing in the twenties, right? I mean, he doesn't really show up. No, he made some records, but he wasn't as popular. You can get. Uh, no, you don't hear much of Charlie. He, he did a handful of records in the twenties. Did some OKs. He did some Brunswicks. Right. But he, okay. you know, he wasn't playing with Memphis Minute. You have. To yeah, I guess that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's partially. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, those, their but records sold even in the Depression. But the, he ends up later with all the Sheik's guys, but he's not on any of those early Sheik's records. No, he's not, he's on with Sheik's personnel. He records. But you had to figure he was playing with those guys. Oh yeah, he was, but he wasn't part of the Mississippi Sheik's. Right. You know, whenever they had Charlie McCoy or Vince or Walter Vincent, they gave themselves a different band name. Right. Because the Sheik's were always Walter Vincent. And Lonnie with a K and Bo Carter got separate billing because he was not a sheep, but he was playing with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And even uh, Sam Chapman later when he plays them. Well, some Sam of those are Mississippi Chapman Sheiks. did once, I think, one side with them on OK, maybe two, but uh, they didn't consider him a sheep. He recorded with Lonnie later. He was too young, right? He was like the youngest. Uh, I don't know what the story was. I mean, there. he records later with. Lonnie on Bluebird. That yeah, I mean they they, they sound s- like the Sheiks. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. yeah. All right, but anyways, back to uh, this is Evil Devil Woman, mm-hmm. 1933, 
woman's pain. Oh, she was evil. Oh, she was evil. One word, pain and hang. Pain and hang. Oh, she's all right now. Oh, she's all right. She's all right with me. All right with me, but the devil is evil. Oh, devil is evil. Busy he can be, as he can be. I try to be. Oh, try to be. Try to be nice and kind. Nice and kind. Oh, she was evil. Oh, she was evil. Would not change her mind. Change her mind. I'll cut your wood, baby. Oh, I'll cut your wood. And I'll build your fire. Build your fire. I'll bring your water, oh, bring your water through that muddy bow, muddy bow. I'll give my money, oh, give my money to buy your shoes and clothes, shoes and clothes. But you was evil, oh, you was evil. Throw me out of the door, out of the door. But that's all right, baby, oh, that's all right. It's coming home to you, coming home to you. I try to be. Oh, try to be, try to be a man to you, or a man to you. So who do you think is playing what? Do you think Charlie's doing all that, da -da 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 -da, like that stuff, right? I thought so, just because it sounds similar to what he does on the mandolin on some records yeah. and stuff. But I, I don't know. I guess I it could I just be either one. That, yeah, you don't know. You don't know. No. And we should say too, because we didn't really explain. But you know, Charlie McCoy is Joe McCoy's brother, younger brother. Yeah, younger brother who's known mostly as the mandolin player, but of course was played tons of guitar and, and great guitar. Great guitar, as you proved on earlier shows. Yeah. With your crazy Brunswicks of Mary Butler and uh, Lights. Uh, yeah, and Victor's, yeah. Yeah. But um, oh, it was a great record. It is. And, and apparently, you know, I'm sure that Devil Got My Woman was like a really long song that you wouldn't be captured on one, on one three minute version. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like Estes Melkow, where he sings three verses. None of them have anything to do with Melkow. But that's <laughs> Melkow, which he did later, and has the Melkow verse in it. Right, he, right. He did it. Oh, you could imagine how long they played some of these songs for. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably played They came it. in the studio, and they wanted three minutes or yeah, less. I mean, yeah. these guys were playing for parties and bars and They dances. played probably five, ten minutes, you know. They kept they, these going as long as they, they could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, here we go. We could we could play both sides of this. One's a duet, which is kind of a hokum duet. That's well, not bad. And one's a Joe McCoy. I don't know. I don't know this side actually. Well, it's not very common. I'll tell you. Now I have I have an Al Miller doing this song, Mr. Mary Blues. I it's, it's not no. It's my Mary Blues. Oh, my Mary Blues. I know that side. Also, all right. So this is my Mary Blues. Sorry.
nice slow blues. It is. It's a nice slow blues, and well, that 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 side, as a record, both sides are you know different, which is what I like. Yeah. Now, are you gonna play the other side? Yeah. The song, uh, unfortunately, I think most of us can relate to. Yeah. She wouldn't give me none. Yeah, I know that. I know that <laughs> song. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm talking about you. What else is it? Uh, I don't know. There's probably a it's couple. It's You Gotta Save Me Some. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. But that's a different. It's You Gotta Save Me Some with the... David Davenport. With the Levy Breaks kind of guitar. Yeah. Now, really let's great. play uh, something which I wish there had been more of. It's uh, The World's a Hard Place to Live In. Huh. With the violin. Because that's a great record. Wh what are you saying? Uh, it's the other side of Luca Yonder. Oh, I'm sorry. You tell me I gotta play one of my records. Yes. Yeah. 
woman of bed raised me to your hand Yes, young and white, and I don't understand Because it was a hard place to live before you gone When you ain't got nobody that you can call your own I lay down last night trying to take my rest Found out you was a woman broke up my happiness Because this was a hard place to live before you gone When you ain't got nobody that you can call your own Take my little bedroom, not myself You can't do less somebody else Because this was a hard place to live before you gone when you ain't got nobody that you can call your own I went to your house about half past ten Knocked on your door, you wouldn't let me in But this was a hard place to live before you gone When you ain't got nobody that you can call your own Now when I'm dead, baby, don't you cry over me I'm trying to get back to my old used to be Because this was a hard place to live before you gone When you ain't got nobody that you can call your own When I get drunk, don't want nobody want me around I'll be trying to turn things upside down Because it was a hard place to live before you gone When you ain't got nobody that you can call your own Yes, I'm going up in heaven, I'm going to talk with the good Lord above can't give me no angel, give me back the one I love Because this was a hard place to live before you gone When you ain't got nobody that you can call your own Oh, it's great. It is. It's good. You should play that more often. Now, well, I always th- play the other side. And it's well, like the it's other one side of those it- records. It's like you get obsessed with one side, you forget how great the other side yeah. is. You know what? The, the reason I didn't want to play that side because it's the Acres riff. Right. You already played that, the, yeah. yeah. You, um, you played a better version of it, actually. No, I would say well, they're just different. Um, who do you think the violin player is? I have no idea. I don't either, but I, I, something in me tells me that it might be Charlie. Huh. I mean, Charlie was a great instrumentalist. He could play anything. Yeah, and if you can play mandolin... You can play you f- you fiddle, can play. especially that was pretty rudimentary fiddle. Yeah, the, the other bowling. side is not quite so rudimentary. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's I think it might be him. I tried to look for some confirmation. There is none. Huh? It says unknown violin. M- and makes Charlie. sense, you know. But I would think they when might. He was be around Charlie. these sessions. Right? He was around. I mean, he's his brother for Christ's sake. Yeah. All right. This is uh, we're, we're coming to the end of our Ch- Charlie McCoy stuff because. Well, this is really great. And I have to say something. Yeah. A lot of the records he did with the Memphis Mini are superb. Yes. But he did three masterpieces under his own name. Okay. Of which I only have one. Uh, and the other two are very rare. Of which it all exist, I think, in less than five copies, if that many. Really? And this one, I trade... What tra- chance do I have? You know, I, uh, w- I mean, I love doing these shows. It's an honor to 
for you to come over here and do these shows. But I have to say, I always think I'm doing pretty good, and then you come over, and I'm like, my well, God, I need some fucking records. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, in the 60s, the only competition I had for six years was Bernie Klatsko and Pete Whalen. And less Pete Whalen, not very much, because he didn't have the money. So I got all of Bernie's leftovers. The, other, the only other guy who was paying money for records was Paul Guerin. And he had a lot of the records that I was going for. And this record, I got, let's see, 30 years ago from Terry Zweigoff for okay. the Kansas City Blues Drummers in ED plus condition. No kidding. And I never regretted it. <laughs> never. <laughs> this actually, is a masterpiece. This drummers actually turns up, but this one. Yeah, this yeah. one. Well, maybe there's three copies or four. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know the record? Yeah. Yeah, it's... This is this is the absolute tops. Is this what we're ending with? Yeah, we're ending with this as far as the show is concerned. You know, you've done me wrong. Why well, I can't do? It. And you know, it's funny. Um, I, I I just thought of this while you were talking about your only competition. But uh, Crum has told me this. You know, I don't know, hundreds what? of times. He's always. Yeah. It's one of the things he brings up is his biggest regrets, and which is when he was doing those early covers for Nick Pearls. You know, yeah. Nick would. You know, let him take records from his duplicate yeah. shelf, which I'm sure you saw. Or whatever I mean, Crumb it described was a great as collection like by itself. I mean, you know? if you take, it's like he had a duplicate shelf, which was like two of your shelves, but there were things in there like old country rock. Yeah, it, which Crumb got. That was one yeah. of the things Crumb got. Yeah, yeah. Because Crumb said it was copy. it was filled with like, you know, clean Paramounts. So he said, forget about Blind Man Jefferson, Blind Blake's, like you know, Patton's, William Moore. Like well, there were patents in there they weren't necessarily clean but he had a lot of stuff I remember I tried to uh, trade pearls to guitar a rare jo you ever hear of Jonathan no it's uh, Jonathan was a rare, small guitar rare make which I got from the widow of a barber who used to play and I asked him for an instrument bracing Victor and he says no it's not worth it I said well what about a Clifford Gibson he said okay <laughs> so you know well, the, the story was that Crumb still to this day kicks himself over he said like when he was doing all those covers it, he said Nick had tons of these Memphis Mini Kansas Joe vocalions oh yeah but they were in that great shape well Crumb said you know he was like you know he was kind of a not a novice collector but you know this was before the world of reissues and everything yeah so he no said, it wasn't it, it was in, in the 70s there were a lot of Memphis Mini reissues there was that Arhuli which took all the uh uh, Memphis minis that. No, but what I'm saying is, you didn't have, you know, you the, didn't have them. You didn't have the access to all this stuff. No, you didn't. I mean, now people just Google it, you know. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. They can tell exactly what it is, but you know, he <laughs> thought of Memphis mini as more like, you know, pretty good, but you know, because mo most of what he had heard was the later stuff at that point. Yes. Yeah. So he kept. Overlooking the vocalions and thinking, well, I got to get all these, you know, rare, rare stuff. Not realizing that was some of the rarest that stuff. That was as rare as what he was getting. Stuff. Yeah, and he he still kicks himself. You know, well, he listen, talks I about it all the time. I kick myself too. I remember uh, Bob Kesty when he was selling off his collection. Uh, he sold uh, a V plus copy of Crossroads to McCune for six dollars. Oh my. And he said, and I wanted to top the bid, which I could have, because I was working for him and I had some, you know, yeah. credibility. And he says, no, don't worry, you'll see it again. So <laughs> I did see it again for about $300, you know. Yeah. And the other thing was, 
uh, Big Road Blues, which he had a new copy, which he sold to Classical for $20. $20 was a good bit of money. This is 1965? No, this is like 1963 or 4. Wow. So, so that was, oh, it was actually 1963, yeah. That was probably top dollar. It was good. It was good money for it. And he told me, he says, don't worry, you'll see it again. And I did. I canvassed a copy, a VV Plus copy, and I got an e-copy later, I forget where, but uh, which I had to sell to uh, Daniel Levine when I lost, uh, when Shanaki folded, really. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there are things that I could have gotten. I pretty much, on auctions, I pretty much got what I wanted, uh, which is why I have a lot of these records. These Memphis minis were left behind. Um, Nobody wanted, I mean, all should have sold them to me. Do you want to know how much? Yes. $15 each. Wow. This was in 1966, 67, 68, around there. But wow. nobody wanted them. Incredible. You know, they, nobody wanted them for $15. I mean, what happened is that Vestine and Richard Hyde bought some, but they were buying some, they were buying other records, so they didn't take them all. So right. I got at least, I'll tell you how many Memphis and that. I got at least three or four. Let's see, I got those two Kansas Joes, which were left behind. And I'll tell you how many minutes I got. I got at least three. Oh, yes. Before you tempt me. Okay. What is this again? This is, uh, you know you done me wrong. And, and this is what you consider one of the top three Kansas Joe records? Absolutely. Ever. Okay. And thanks again for doing it. Okay. Oh, 
come back home Out of all the money I spent on you Babe, you know you done me wrong You said goodbye to spare you well When you get back, ain't anyone tell Out of all the money I spent on you Babe, you know you done me wrong